The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to this very special episode of Autism Live. I'm here with Dr. Doreen Grampichet and we are visiting some more of these incredible folks who have been at the Center for Autism and Related Disorders long term. These are people that Dr. Grampichet has identified as people that we need to recognize them for their amazing work that they have done. We want for all of you to be participating and seeing I think it's sometimes so helpful for us to see the kind of people that are out there working in the field and how much they care about you at home and what you're going through. I promise you this is going to be a very uplifting and inspirational hour with Dr. Grampichet. Before we have you say anything, Dr. Grampichet, I just want to make sure everybody knows that we are live right now on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter as well as a bunch of other places that we are live. And Trayvon will show those from time to time throughout the show. But I, I, I want to tell you, we're uh, live right now on our homepage, which is autism-live.com. We are also, this show will be available, I guess, in, in perpetuity. Uh, wherever you find your podcasts, please feel free to download it. We are the number one autism podcast, so please Find us where you find your podcast, download it for free, and take us with you. You can download picture and sound or just sound. I hear that people are taking us hiking. What a wonderful yes. thing to do. We love that. Or take us in your car ride. So uh, we truly, truly love that. So Dr. Grampichet, who is an expert in the field of autism, I, you know, she's my expert in the field of autism. Uh, and, and I know she's a lot of your experts in the, you know, I think you should, you should be everyone's expert in the field of autism. She's been working in this field for many years. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I never like to tell on you, but a really long time and has been working with a wide variety of people, everything from very small young children up through senior citizens. I love how your view of autism and how to treat people with autism with dignity and that you look at them as whole individuals, which is so rare in the behaviorist world. But we, we love that. You are the founder of the Center for Autism and Related Disorders, the founder of Autism Care Today. And you're just a remarkable human being. It's such a pleasure to have you here and to have you introduce us to these people who you've been working with for more than 20 years. That's, That's right. the thing. Uh, so welcome, welcome, and thank, thank you for you. being here again. Thank you so much, Shannon. It's, uh, it's such a pleasure, and I want to thank you for uh, doing this with me because this was my kind of wish for uh, how to celebrate uh, April Autism Awareness or Acceptance Month, 
And uh, as, as you know, I uh, felt very strongly that I want to honor some of the folks who have been on this uh, kind of path of building CAR, the Center for Autism and Related Disorders, and just uh, folks who have worked alongside me for, for over 20 years. And so, and you were kind enough to, to offer this venue and say, yeah, absolutely, let's honor them. Um, and that's what we're here to do. Well, what am I, crazy? Of course I would want to do that. First of all, it's an inspirational hour. Second of all, it's your birthday month. So, you know, pretty much, I don't think there's much you could ask me to do that I wouldn't do. And, and the truth is, I, I don't, I don't want to tell you this, but the truth is it wouldn't matter if it was April. Uh, I, you know, if we can do something to make you happy, you made me happy in so many different directions. I'm happy to do something that makes you happy and it makes us happy too. So it's a, it's a win, 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 win. Uh, so, so thrilled and looking forward to you guys writing in, getting to know these people. Um, these might be people that you get to meet on your happy journey with autism. So our first, uh, I, I call this our next contestant on Who's Fabulous, uh, <laughs> is a wonderful, and, and I, this is someone that I have not the, had the pleasure to get to know a lot, but I've heard such wonderful things and gotten to meet a little bit. So I want you to talk about her though and introduce her to our audience. Who are we talking about? Absolutely, we're talking about our dear Erica Bauman who is going to join us from Texas. And Erica is uh, this year, I believe, and we'll let her tell us, but I believe this year is her 20th uh, year at CARD. And uh, of course, Erica is another amazing, amazing clinician who has touched many lives, but also in addition to her uh, excellence in the clinical area, I believe Erica has also had a tremendous influence on a lot of Cardians, on a lot, and she's been an incredible mentor to a lot of people at CARD and has helped them grow um, and Erica, again, is also another person who has also built her own family during the, this 20 years at CARD. So let's bring Erica on and, and ask her about her journey a little bit. Welcome, Erica. There, there she hi. is. Oh, hi. How are you? You look amazing. We're delighted to have you here. I love the Thank hair. You. you look so Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. It's How good to you? see both of you. Good. Thank you. So we were just so, talking about your journey at CARD. And am I right that this is your 20th year this year? Or is it? are we yep. already passed? No, July 14th. Amazing. Amazing. So tell us how you came to join CARD and kind of tell, just bring us up to date. Tell us a little bit about the amazing different things you've done, what you're doing now. So I was in my um, senior year of undergrad and I had a class that I had volunteer somewhere. And I, my second choice was with children with autism. And that's what I ended up getting, which was amazing. Loved the kids. And then a friend of mine had heard one of the supervisors come try to recruit in her college class. So she told me about CARD. So I interviewed for CARD literally the day after I finished my undergrad and then have been here since. Um, so I started in Orange County, California, worked there for six years. I asked my boss at the time if I could 
go to London or Australia for a couple of years. And then they offered me Austin, Texas. So I took it and I haven't looked back. I love Texas. I want to know what the first choice was. If the second choice was working <laughs> with kids with autism, what was the first choice? I think it was like troubled adolescence. So I lucked out because I love the kids. I love the families. It was just, it was meant to be. That's amazing. Yeah, We're so lucky yeah. to have people like you who came into this field. I'm always fascinated by people who, who like fall into this by accident and find their passion. Can I tell you that as a mom, it, it's something that helps me to sleep at night to know that because for us as parents, like this sometimes in the, especially in the beginning, it's so hard. It's so hard. And, and I couldn't imagine people who would be excited to work with my child. And so often our children are ostracized and even our family members don't want to spend time with them. So to hear someone like you saying you enjoy our kids, it does. It helps me to sleep. It makes me happy. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, you. But, uh, but I know, Dr. Grampuche, you, you had some stuff that you wanted to say as well. So we, we, when you went to Austin, we had, we just opened up in Austin, right? Or yes. was it a brand new operation? Did we, had we started working with Thoughtful House at that time yet or not yet? Yep. Yeah. It, Austin had actually been open two years by the time I got here, but um, yeah, we were working with Thoughtful House then. So Shannon, Thoughtful House, this was a phase where we were trying very hard to get ABA together with medical and dietary. And so we were working with a group of physicians as well as a dietitian. Um, and we were trying to provide all rounded services within this, uh, this uh, clinic in Texas. Unfortunately, their practice kind of fell apart, but we of course continued. And then Erica uh, uh, opened multiple other sites in Austin. I think at that time it was just one. And how many sites do we have now, Erica, in that area? There are four in this area and there's the fifth opening in June. And then with the sixth opening sometime this year. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine what it must feel like though, Erica, to look back and see that I mean, you know, my son had just started services and at one point our first supervisor left to go to Austin and it, there was a discussion about should we go to Austin and and we decided to stay where we were. Um, but as I look in the amount of time since my son started and what autism treatment is like in Texas now is so vastly different. There was a time when we were telling people it's a wasteland, you can't go there. And, and now you have made such tremendous inroads. And I, I hope you feel the impact of what you've created there. It is, it's not just changing one life, it's changing thousands of lives. And I hope you feel the impact of what you've done. Well, thank you. It is like when you mentioned that, though, it's crazy thinking back because there were two ABA providers. We were actually across the street from each other. We had 13 clients, all private pay. There was zero funding. And now there's a ton of ABA providers. We have a grant through the state. So it's Medicare is working on getting coverage. So it's made a lot of progress in 14 years. Yeah. So, and I, and I want to say just, you know, it's uh, one of the things, Shannon, about having been 
not just in the field for 20 years, but at card for 20 years, you, you get to see all that stuff, right? You get to see the families who can't afford the services. You get to, you go out and you fight for them. And Erica, many times uh, would have gone to districts, school districts to try to get funding for the kids. And we, we used to do all kinds of events and things just to try to get help for families. And then, of course, being able to now provide care for the families through their health insurance and being able to expand. But there's just so many different things that you do along that path, right? Like Erica obviously has also been involved with training hundreds of people at CARD. And it, it, this is one of the things that I love is that, you know, the... We talked uh, on a different show, Erica, we did, we had talked with Deidre who's in New York and Sue who's in uh, Virginia and Sienna who's in Hawaii and Vince of course who's still in South, Southern California. And here we are talking to you and you are in Texas. And if I had a child myself who I wanted to I, refer and they were, let's say this child's family was moving to Texas, I would feel completely assured that in your care, they would get the absolute best. And this is what is so fantastic about uh, having these amazing seniors at CARD, Shannon, is that they don't just influence the kids they see themselves. They influence all the therapists and all the supervisors. Erica has trained many, many, many supervisors. Um, and that is, I think, what's incredible is that their knowledge, you always kind of talk to me about how CARD is what it is. And it's not me. These are the folks that I worked with, but they then spread that knowledge through uh, hundreds of others. And therefore, so many more families. Um, and I want to thank you for that, Erica, because I know some parts of the journey have not been easy um but you've just hung in there and no matter what your love and passion for the families and the kids has kept things going and you're always uh, an incredible high quality diligent hardworking, honest caring uh person for the kids for the families uh for card and i just want to thank you it's, it's so amazing for me to see that you're actually 20 years contributing to this field and to card Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. I feel so blessed to have worked with you. And a lot of the people that trained me worked right under you. So I definitely feel like you've taught me so much along the way. And I just I'm so grateful to be a part of CARD and to, you know, be a part of the family. And I, I want to thank you on behalf of the families. Thank you for all the work that you do, that you're still doing, and that you've done over yeah. these years. And I want you to know how much meaning it has. It's incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Happy uh, Autism Acceptance Month, I guess, April. And uh, we love you. And hey, I come out to Dallas pretty frequently now, but next time I'm going to try and do a visit to Austin because all my favorite people are in Austin. So I got to come see Please you guys. Do. Thank well, you so much. Take care. Thank you, Erica. Bye-bye. Ah, so amazing to get to meet these people and put faces to some of this work that's been done over the last, yeah. you know, 30 years. Uh, our next guest, our next contestant on Who's Fabulous, 
is uh, someone that we, we haven't had her on the show in way too long, Dr. Grand Pichet. Uh, she's somebody who has worked in a lot of different capacities, touched oh, yeah. a lot of different lives. Uh, such a joy to have her. Sarah Cho is joining us. And I know that you have some things that you would like to say. Well, I don't even know. Like, I, if I start talking about Sarah, I'll probably talk the entire 15 minutes that we have her. But Sarah is uh, very uniquely talented in so many different ways. First of all, she's probably the most uh, hardworking, dedicated, resilient uh, person I've ever met in my life. Um, she had she no matter what area she works in, whether it's clinical or operations, she is spectacular and she's a driver beyond all drivers and she's a force. And Sarah has contributed to CARD and to the field as a whole in so many different ways. Um, and I, I'd love to bring her on and talk a little bit about her journey and how she started at CARD and all the things I forced her to do over the years. Somehow we lost her. Hopefully we're getting her back. She was there and then she's gone, but hopefully she's coming back. I, I just yeah. want to say the, the first time that I ever met Sarah Cho, it's so funny to me now to look back on, um, as, as I was transitioning from being a card parent to coming to work for card, there were a lot of things that I needed to get up to speed on because the experience of a parent is vastly different than someone who's going to talk about the other side of things for card. And I, there were things that I needed to get to know. And I always say that it's like, you know, imagine you go to Disneyland for years and Disneyland is amazing. And it's this experience and you, you stop at the one, you know, attraction and that is all, you know, things that you see. But I know people that have gotten to take the tour of, there's an entire city underneath Disneyland. And when you get to do the tour underneath and you get to see the underside of the rides, and by the way, it's pristine clean. And it's this amazing humming hive of activity where people are working to make the joy up on the upper level. This is exactly what it was like for me coming to work at CARD. I got to go underground at Disneyland and I got to see all the people that were moving all of the levers. I had no idea. Therapists just showed up at my door and I didn't think about all the people that it took to yeah. get a therapist to my door. Never even occurred to me, Dr. Grand Pichet, because my house was on fire, right? But then I got to take the tour downstairs and see all the people that were doing things. And I got to watch a lot of recorded interviews that people at CARD had done. I saw an interview that Sarah Cho had done. And then um, you guys invited me, if I wanted to, to come and sit in on a supervisor training. So there was a class of people that were there that were getting trained to be supervisors, and I got to sit in. And, and that's where I met Sarah Cho. She came in and was a fireball. Like, you know, she yeah. just comes in and brings all of the energy with her. And, you know... I remember she used the word per perseverate in a sentence, not about autism, not about, you know, she just, it was just like a sentence about anything. And I was like, who uses the word perseverate in a sentence? I do it all the time now. Uh, but at the time I was like, who does that? And, yeah. and she was taking the principles of ABA and using them to teach us. So yeah. she was giving us regular rewards uh, and she's here. So 
it, but it was so educational for me. And I remember leaving there and going, I want to teach like her um, because she's a fireball. So anyway, so she, yes. she was there. What happened? I, I think we were having some and then She was there. Issues. And then I said, she's there and she's not there. Yeah, and I, she just uh, texted me and said that it's oh, a little because no, it's choppy. Yeah, so I mean, we can maybe we should oh. maybe we can reschedule Sarah for another day uh, because uh, I do want to definitely. Well, we don't have the next person. That's why I, I we can we can talk a little bit because uh, there are so many things that I want to just say about how amazing these folks are. All of these folks who are just incredible, uh, just, you know, talented people. But Shannon, isn't it interesting how they all uh, like, you know, and I, I don't want to go on and on about obstacles, but honestly, staying in a position or in a field or in, in care of children for 20 plus years is not an easy task. It really is not. And you talk about like we were just talking about Sarah and, and of course, all the folks on the other days that we've seen as well. But, you know, these guys go through a, a lots of obstacles, like uh, payers for every family who don't want to pay, Re you know, new rules, new laws. Just yesterday, Shannon, uh, we were looking at the new manual that has come out from TRICARE, and it has a whole set of new restrictions for uh, getting treatment for the children. And so, you know, these folks that we've been talking to are amazing because no matter what you put in front of them, they still have the energy and the incentive and the drive to keep pushing forward, you know, and to, and I used to, when I'd go to work every day, uh, gosh, you know, 10 hour days for so many years, I uh, never even felt the time go by because from the minute I arrived, it was this exercise of problem solving all day long, right? It was, okay, what problem do I have to solve in HR? What do I have to solve in ops and in legal and whatever it is? And uh, treating kids with autism, I feel to a large extent is the same thing. It's a puzzle, right? And you kind of have to figure out like, why is the child not progressing here? And what do I need to do to help? And what things do I need to change? And how do I train my people differently? And all these, it's all problem solving. And all these folks that we're talking to are spectacular at remaining calm and problem solving and helping others see that path as well. Yeah. I feel like even, even the amount of like, like that whole Disneyland thing, when I saw the underground of what was happening, I, I was so filled with hope because it was clear how many people care on a regular basis. But now with 10 years of perspective, I've, I've watched you guys face so many challenges. I mean, let's just talk about what happened when COVID hit. Yeah. And, and I was already feeling so grateful to work with so many professionals who constantly no matter what is thrown, go, all right, how do we get back to job one, which is making sure that these kids are making progress. Yeah. And in this scientifically proven empathetic way of working with them, with that preserves yeah. their dignity. Like, how do we, how do we do that? And I watched all of you when COVID hit, you had just, you know, started retirement like three days before 
And, and it was all hands on deck and everyone worked 12, 13, 16 hour days for yeah. the first two weeks. And I watched the clinical team say, how are we going to continue services if we can't be at the center? And, yeah. and I, I've never been prouder. I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get emotional again. I have never been prouder um, to be associated with all of you to, but that's not the only time you guys have gone through when insurance came. I mean, all of us parents, we were like, we want insurance. We want insurance. Yeah. Right. And we couldn't wait for it. None of us could see, you could see, cause I swear you can see around corners, but none of us could see that the good thing was going to bring some challenges too. And in those first six months after insurance hit and, and all the machinations, because insurance, ooh, that's a whole other thing. And watching you guys keep coming back to, okay, but let's get back to job one. How are yeah. we, this? now we got this new thing, but how are we going to get back to doing therapy, helping kids, teens, and adults to get the support that they need, learn what they need to learn? It's, I'm a little in awe of all of you. And, and I love that you, you know, cause I, I get the opportunity to thank you as often as I can. Uh, it's still not enough, but I love that you always say, but it's a team, it's a team. And that we're getting with these shows, we're getting to see some of the people that you have, have helped to bring into this world and that lean in with you to make job number one happen. It's incredible. It's it humbling. Really, it, it is really incredible. And th this is, you know, and I don't know, honestly, Shannon, and Card has grown tremendously, right, over the last 30 years. Uh, but I, I, don't, I just don't even know uh, any organization, whether it's within autism, ABA, or some other field, where you have uh, such a large, I mean, we have about 30 people now who are, have been here for over 20 years, right? And this is a pretty large group of people who are spread across the country um, and are still today as dedicated as they were 20 years ago. And that's pretty astounding because, uh, you know, it just, it goes to tell you that the, the folks who are treating children and this is really important for parents i think because as you and i are both we're writing something now separately right about quality aba versus just regular whatever is called aba and the truth is that uh, quality aba part of the reason that we have such quality at card is these people is their love and their dedication and their commitment and no matter what they uh, are facing they continue to be dedicated to the children and to the families and that's pretty tremendous in my mind i'm muted sorry we've got one of those people joining us now in the studio and this is someone you want to talk about someone who is respected and revered at card. Like I have never heard anyone say anything that wasn't reverential about this, this lady. Um, and I just want, I just want to spend more time with her. Uh, I feel like I have not gotten enough Teresa time. So we're talking about Teresa Contreras and uh, she's remarkable. And I, I think has had a wonderful influence, but I'd love for you to talk about her, Dr. Grampy Shea. 
Absolutely. Teresa is incredible. And uh, on a different show, of course, we talked with Sue, who's also involved with training, but Teresa is in charge of our training department for supervisors and has been for many years. And she is, of course, before that, I have very fond memories of going down to San Diego and the two of us would uh, see children together. And um, uh, Teresa has always been a spectacular clinician, uh, but she has a very, very unique ability to train uh, BCBAs uh, who, you know, as you know, Shannon, we often talk about, our, I think you refer to them as baby BCBAs, the ones that are straight out of uh, university and just got their master's. And listen, that is all of Teresa's life. She receives these individuals and uh, really, I want to say, like, nourishes them, right? And gives them everything they need to be successful. And people who might not even make it at CARD will years later will say, well, the best training I received was at CARD. So, and that, we have to thank Teresa for that. So let's bring her on and, and let's ask a little bit about her early history at CARD. There she is. Hi, Teresa. Hi, how are you guys? Great. It's so Great. good to see you. It's so good to see you. How are you? I'm good. I was uh, looking forward to seeing you both today. So. What a better day to be. As well for us. Tell us, tell us when, what year you joined CARD and kind of tell the audience a little bit about all the wonderful things you've done at CARD. Um, I started in 1997, right after I graduated with my bachelor's in psychology, <laughs> you know, responding to an ad on some job board um, and <laughs> thought, well, this seems to be my calling. It was the third time that autism came close to my life. And I was like, wait, this is definitely a sign that I should be doing this. So that's how I started. As far as my career, I um, started as a, what they call now as a behavior technician, moved up. I was promoted to supervisor about a year in. And I think it was after I kind of was always asking, well, why do you do it that way? Or what is it that um, this kid learned it like that, and this one needed a different strategy to learn. So I feel like um, I started to understand pretty quickly how vast the spectrum was, and I saw it as a puzzle. Um, I know my my parents always said, well, if you like Legos and puzzles and all of those things, and I did when I was little, and never met a kid on the spectrum that wasn't a little different and didn't need a different strategy. So I jumped into supervision. I did some um, management of the San Diego Center and, and helped branch up into different areas of Southern California to get more and more of our services out there. Um, sat at a lot of IEPs and regional center meetings and things like that um, and got to then kind of continue on my path because I feel like training the supervisors is ultimately the way that I found to get to the next level of reaching more and more kids. So I've been doing that since 2012 solely as training supervisors here at CARD. So. That's amazing. I didn't realize it's been actually that long since 2012. And I want to say that Teresa is responsible for not just conducting the training, but actually forming the training, right? And developing the procedures and policies and content and 
tests and all the amazing things. I can't even imagine, and the mentorship, and the mentorship pro uh, process. Can't even imagine the number of BCBAs you've trained across the uh, over the years, right? Because every cohort that you train is something like, I don't know, 20 people. And yeah. uh, you've, uh, how, how many do you train in a year? Like eight or so to cohorts? I mean, you're constantly providing these trainings. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's upwards of 150 in an annual year, probably. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. I used to I used to do my hash tallies on the kids with on the spectrum, but I guess it kind of gets multiplied by the number of supervisors now that also have the caseloads that we used to manage. So yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's amazing. It is amazing. So one of the things I always say is uh, to younger supervisors who are coming in, brand new I always tell them that. You know, once you really treat a few children, you'll start to feel the joy um, uh, and the joy of changing the child, but also affecting the family. But then if you are lucky enough to be around for longer, you'll start to feel the impact you had on other employees like guardians, uh, where you, people that you mentor, people who uh, you've had some sort of effect in their life and their career. And Teresa would probably be at the top of that list in terms of the number of people she's influenced at CARD. Uh, and I know that a lot of these people still uh, try to come back and ask questions of their original trainer, <laughs> Teresa, right? Yes. And, and the mentorship program is tremendous, the way that they provide mentorship and ongoing oversight and continuing education. Uh, on an ongoing basis for all of our folks is pretty amazing. And I always say, you know, you could tell a lot about a person by what people say about them behind their back, right? And and some of the people that I have the most respect for in the world that are my go-to people that I, I scurry to and I go, I have a question about this and the people that I that I trust with everything those people say the nicest things about you behind your back, Teresa. And they often will say, well, let's ask Teresa. And it's like, all roads lead back to Teresa. Uh, and to have that many people saying that many nice things about you behind your back, uh, it's like, woo, it's almost like you're magic. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's because honestly, uh, Everybody loves you, Teresa, and you have had such an impact on all of us. I can't thank you enough for all the things that you have done and all the things that you're continuing to do. Do you yeah. feel that, that like people say nice things about you behind your back? Are you hip to that? <laughs> I think I think there are. I think there's a lot that say I have a pretty high standard and I know that I do. At the same point, I think ultimately they tend to learn something when they allow us to have an impact on them as a supervisor. And um, so I, I hope that they say good things eventually if they didn't, if they thought I was a little rough in the beginning. <laughs> no, and I think the supervisors say that, but I'm talking about, you know, I'll run to Cecilia Knight with something, yeah. right? or I run to Dr. Grampuche with something, or I run to Evelyn, or I run to Jen Yakos. I mean, these are, these are like, you know, people uh you know that i'm running to and and they'll they'll be like let's ask teresa uh yeah. about certain things and i'm like wow 
your resume, your referrals, it's pretty good. Yeah, and, and Teresa, tell us a little also about your own uh, family and stuff, because I always love, like one of the things I think is, is also incredible about you guys is how over the course of the past 20 somewhat years, not only did you uh, continue to help kids and families and train hundreds and hundreds of people, but you also built your own family and your personal life. and you know, that's a big message for women who uh, are always worried about that in terms of, can I have a balance between my professional life and my personal life? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I first decided to have kids, I was like, well, I love my kids and I wouldn't want to give them any less than what I give every kid that I've ever treated. And I think that for me, it was as important to me to come back and do what I was doing as it was to raise my kids and teach. I have two boys and teach my boys that ultimately you can do both as a, a woman in this world and as a mom. And so that hopefully they are, you know, seeking out to find matches eventually um, in that same way. Um, I They're older now. Um, I just found out my oldest got into UCLA, Doreen, and I didn't tell you that yet, but he is wow. on his way, and I was excited when he That's gets to do that. That yep. is crazy. It's no joke getting into UCLA these days. He must be brilliant. No joke. And I heard That's two of my old patients that just got into um, high-standing universities, UC system, and another private one. It's the time of year where everyone's making their their gains and to so my kids and my other kids my my kids at work too making that next step in their career it's exciting it's very exciting those are the things to to, and i love that i I love how you can in one sentence uh you know talk about your own child as well as kids that you've recovered and who are doing so well that they get into these incredible universities and that's just tremendous and uh, I, I know on behalf of all Cardians and all the families out there whose lives you have changed in such incredible ways, I thank you. Uh, for me personally, it's been a joy having you uh, next to me as we've built this company. It's been uh, just, you know, both on a professional level and on a personal level, social level. I love you very much and miss working with you. And I'm very happy that I can, as I step back from whatever I did at CARD, uh, there are people in charge of departments as incredible as you are. So thank you for that. And I thank you so much for like uh, shaping the next generation of, of people who are gonna be so uh, influential in caring for kids. And I wanna thank, thank you for the, all that on all the uh, it's um, absolutely and congratulations on UCLA. That's amazing. So proud. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Tell Teresa. That's incredible. Wonderful. I will. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have Thank a you. Love you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Honestly, Shannon, I mean, I know you know, but. 
like getting into UCLA these days, I think you have to have like a 5.0 GPA or something, you know? That's really amazing. Craziness. Craziness. That is so wonderful. We, did, did she, I don't know if she said undergraduate or graduate. I don't know how old her child undergrad. is. Undergrad. Yeah, her kids are too young for grad, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, our next guest is not the guest that I thought we were having. So this is super like interesting yeah. and exciting for me. Uh, but we, uh, I see that we have Marianne, uh, and I always oh. mess her last name up. Marianne's my roommate, and I can't ever, is, is, is it Castle or Cassell? Castle? I think it's Marianne Castle, yeah. That's how I've let's always make, said it. Well, let's ask her. Uh, but she's, uh, Marianne is often my roommate. Whenever there's like an event that we have to go to, I get to be roommates with Marianne. And she oh. is just she's just one of those people that's an amazing person. Like I can't imagine anybody not like loving to be in her energy because you just always feel better, calmer, like more things are possible with her. And I, I've heard from so many families over the years that like just live to be in her presence. And of course, I know you're going to talk about the amazing things she's done with card Academy and, and the effect that has had on the world and on card uh, so you go ahead. You talk about her. Yeah. Great. Thank you. And I love Man in so many different ways. She is one of my favorite people altogether. And um, we'll let her tell us how when she joined, because I don't remember the exact year, but it was very early on. But I do want I do remember that she came with a family who was getting uh, treatments from me in I think they were in Virginia. And Marianne had become their therapist and actually was living with them for a while and helping them care for their child. And they came to LA and I saw them and I, that's when I met Marianne. And, um, uh, and it was a pretty amazing experience. I, just see, uh, I see that uh, Traven is telling us that we have another guest before Marianne, is that correct? go back to because I thought we were having Marina but then I saw that Marianne was here do so what we, what would you like to do would you rather do Marianne right now or do Marina sure both fabulous yeah, people yes let's go ahead and and talk to Marianne and then um, yeah. we'll we'll uh, jump into Marina right after that hi how are you good how are you I'm doing well, thank you. Oh, man, I you look you. great. I have, you thank you. Thank you. Say all the incredible things I was gonna say, because Ooh. I just wanna say that, you know, yes, we often talk about how incredible Marianne is with the academies, and I do wanna talk about the academies because it's a very unusual setup that we have, and it's a, a particular person who can handle the the, the uh, older and also assaultive, aggressive individuals that we sometimes have in our academies, and that is Marianne. But I also want to go back further and say, even when we were working, you know, solely with two and three and five-year-olds and so on, Marianne has always been an incredible clinician, has helped hundreds of children uh, recover and or do incredibly well. Uh, I'm sure you're still connected to lots and lots of grateful families because you are 
such an amazing person to be around and to, you've, you've influenced so many people. So uh, I'll stop there, let you catch us up on your history at CARD and then we'll talk about the academies too. Yeah, absolutely. This is actually my 25th year with CARD. Um, I joined CARD officially in 1996. Um, and just like you were starting to say, um, started had been working for about three years prior to that with one family in Virginia um, who was part of our workshop program back then um, that CARD had where people traveled all over the um, to provide supervision, but they hired local people and, and in my case, college students to actually work with their child and, and got the training from CARD to be able to do that. And um, in Virginia at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of ABA services at all. There's absolutely no funding. Um, and so it was a lot of college students and, and CARD came in and started providing, you know, the, the top quality supervision and, and really starting to change lives. And then of course it was one kid and then two kids and then three kids. And um, it was just an amazing experience of working and getting to be on that front line of working with kids in that one-on-one -on -one capacity and really seeing them grow. You know, the first little guy I ever worked with, um, he's 35 now. Um, I, talked to him, I talked to him weekly. Um, he's doing really well with his family. He loves baking and cooking and makes meals for them, which is great. Um, the second uh, family that I started working with, that one of the memories I will never forget, was an eight-year-old child who'd been completely non-vocal for you know his entire eight years, and he actually said his first word during our second session of a baby, and, um, and started talking after that, and started talking in simple sentences, and can, you know just it opened his life so much of just what he was able to do and 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 just his whole family's life with him just being able to participate so and it just kind of went on from there and then and then during you know we remember we opened the Virginia office then very soon um, in 1998 actually after that um, and then we started getting some funding through TRICARE through the military yeah. health insurance program and that kind of just opened the doors to being able to help more and more kids and um, the Virginia area has just continued to grow um, after that. So I've done a little bit of everything um, from being a therapist to being, you know, a supervisor to being a managing supervisor and helping and training others um, in the field of ABA. And then this is actually the 10th year of the academy programs as well. Wow. So this is the 10-year anniversary for the academy programs too. So the 10 years ago, then we, we opened our first CART Academy. Yeah, and the academy started. I, I I tell our our supervisors or you know anyone I talk to, I'm like, if you go to Virginia, you have to visit one of our academies because the academies are are incredible. And this was all completely Marianne's vision. Like I have to the, the zero credit to anyone else because Marianne saw this, made it happen, and to this day runs it like clockwork. It's pretty amazing and. Uh, you know, so we've had all types of uh, uh, students at our academies, whether uh, little guys who are high functioning or bigger guys who have very difficult uh, time communicating and are aggressive and all that. And she is incredible with regards to training all of our uh, behavioral therapists who work at the academies, working with teachers, making sure that they're getting their academic curriculum needs while we're teaching them behavioral management and so on. And 
the academies have been so successful. I would say like when you first opened the first academy, it didn't take long at all for it to fill up pretty fast. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that definitely has been the, the case um, pretty much for the entire academy program. So we opened up the first academy with a, a student capacity of 12 kids and we were full within six months. Um, and, and definitely I think that that's kind of where that came from. Is there was such a need for services beyond early intervention. And I think that that's something that's already, you know, drawn from me of, you know, the, the little guys and the early intervention. And there's a lot of funding for that. At that time, TRICARE had capped their services at age six as well. And so, um, you know, that's changed now. But back then it was incredibly difficult to get funding. And then we had kids in these school programs and, you know, this was this was a long time ago. And so ABA in schools was not as much of a thing. And a lot of the school programs, the kids were just not progressing. And then we were trying to, within, you know, their after school ABA programs, trying to mitigate kind of what was happening at school and trying to help them make progress. And it was just so hard. Um, there are definitely a group of kids that just needed more. They needed more of their day being able to be focused on what was really important to them. And then, you know, as, as you said, we work with a wide, wide variety of kids. Our kids are referred to us at the academies because they're not successful in anything the public school has to offer. You know, these are kids that have been expelled from programs, that have hurt teachers, that, you know, just aren't, that they can't even, you know, we have three kids right now, they couldn't even physically keep within the boundaries of the school. The kids were just eloping constantly. So, um, it's such a need out there and such a different way that we can do our mission of just helping families and helping kids that really didn't have anywhere else to go and, and yet letting them be in service in their communities and making that happen. And we have three academies now um, because we do keep filling up constantly um, and, and just being able to add, you know, and help more and more kids and, and make that happen. That's incredible. <laughs> I just know from talking to some of your families, Marianne, how grateful they are to you. They all, you know, trust you so much and feel your presence in their life and are so grateful for you and for the fact that their children are there. The one and only thing is that we just, we would like to clone you. If we could just clone you and make more of you um, because more people want what you have and what you're giving to those families. And, and I, I say that in a very loving way to let you know that I, you know, it's amazing what you're doing. Um, not to put pressure on you that you need to do more because I know you're the one of the busiest women alive. But I just want you to know what an impact, I'm sure you do, but um, to get to hear people talk about how, oh gosh, you know, when you have a kiddo that has been, kicked out of every place that you can go and you feel like you're at the end of the rope, uh, you're the knot. You're the knot that holds on to that family. Yeah. And that is that is so huge to get to be that person for families. You have no idea how many people's prayers you must be in at night, Marianne, honestly. honestly. I agree. I agree. And, and Marianne, I have to tell you, I think you're going to probably end up opening a few more academies there because I just read TRICARE's manual and I think they're not allowing any ABA in schools anymore or providers in school. So I'm guessing you're going to have to keep on doing what you've been doing, my friend, for so long. But, you know, and I, I personally know a lot of those families you've impacted and it's, it's just, it's, 
Uh, Shannon, it's an all-around very pleasant, joyful experience even for me to watch. Even if the kids don't, uh, you know, recover or remain uh, in a situation where they need uh, a lot of support, I have to say that the impact you have on the families as a whole has been tremendous. And even for those kids who continue to need support for many years, you are one of the people that is has such a calming presence, and you help the families stay together and you know you help them uh, get through as i said before shannon what is probably one of the hardest times of their lives so and, and for me personally i love you it has always been such a pleasure for me to have you in my life and i'm always so proud to know you and to work with you and uh you know you are still you're in virginia and hopefully when the world opens up again i'm going to come out and visit you guys and visit you at the academy and until then i'm just gonna give you a lot of love and thank you for thank you. All that you make better in so many ways thank you oh thank you so much doreen and thank you as always for all the support and and everything else from card um you know this wouldn't be possible without the, the larger organization and and, and all of your hard work and Shannon, all your hard work and connection with families, people bring your name up to me all the time, which is which is wonderful. It's such a great resource for everyone. And and just yeah. like you said, yeah. even though you know it may not be with some of our students that recovery is what we're looking for, but we're opening so many doors for them, opening so many things and possibilities, hopefully for them for their future. And that's what keeps me going and, and what we want to always just kind of keep trying to do. But that's thank you both. You're so incredible. Much. Thank you so much, Marianne. Thank you for all the work you continue to do. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We're at the end of our hour. It just flies by here, but uh, I just love getting to to be with these amazing people with you. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. you, but I just, I'm like, I feel so full right now. Yeah. Um, so a, a joy. So yes. Uh, yeah, so that's that's all the time we have for today, but I hope you guys enjoyed this. We have many more of these shows coming up because there are many more people that we need to showcase for you to see how many people's arms you're in uh, and how many people care deeply. So Dr. Grampiche, thank you so much for turning us on to all these amazing people. We're going to be back tomorrow, uh, tomorrow with more Autism Live, uh, so don't miss that. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you, too. Bye-bye.